Feeling extremely grateful today that I am not an anchor for a major cable news network. They seem to be dropping like flies lately, but anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Let's go ahead and get the show started. Tucker Carlson, gone from Fox News. Don Lemon, gone from CNN. Who's next, I wonder? I can honestly say I don't know what's going on right now with all this. Tucker was the top-rated show for the top cable news network at Fox. The Tucker Carlson time slot, 8 p.m. weeknights, and he's just gone. They just let him go. And the pundits are saying, well, that's because of the Dominion voting systems lawsuit that forced Fox to pay uh, north of $700 million. Funny thing is, is that when this announcement was made around lunchtime on Monday that Tucker Carlson had parted ways with Fox, their market cap dropped by more than what the lawsuit awarded to Dominion was. So you can say this is a dollars and cents thing. Well, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, no pun intended, to let go your top guy at the network. He was the bread and butter of this organization. And a lot of people have stated that they're not going to tune into Fox News at all anymore now. That Tucker Carlson was the sole reason they even turned on the network at all. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this all unfolds, not only for Fox News, but as well as what will happen to Tucker, because obviously that's talent that's going to go somewhere. We just don't know where that somewhere is yet. Really, really interesting what is going on right now. I've had some people reach out and say, well, perhaps there is some organization or industry that has paid Fox News off, has paid off the awarded amount for the lawsuit, as well as any losses that they will incur as a result of letting go their number one. Now, if you really think about it, that certainly isn't out of the realm of possibility. It's not even out of the realm of possibility that the organization that was awarded this lawsuit money would be the very same organization that would also pay off Fox in order to let Tucker go. You could also make the argument that a certain farm industry with a PH could have paid off Fox to uh, let Tucker go. I don't know. This is all just speculation here, but it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Letting go of your number one guy does not make any sense whatsoever, even in light of the lawsuit. Something is definitely going on here. And also, on the very same day, right around the same time, it was announced that Don Lemon was let go of CNN. Now, that's definitely much less of an impact to CNN than Tucker is to Fox. Honestly, I thought Don did a perfectly fine job at what his role was. You know, he's just a repeater of the narrative. And quite honestly, I think he did it quite well. That was his role, and he did it. Who's going to do it better? Anyway, hope you're having a great Wednesday today. Gosh, already towards the end of April here. Wednesday, April 26th. We're just flying through 2023, aren't we? So I can't help but notice, you know, I, I watch TV occasionally. I try to keep it to an absolute minimum, only when I really have to. 
But I noticed that uh, occasionally you don't have a pharmaceutical ad on TV, and you'll see car commercials. And have you noticed this trend in the past year or so? Every single car commercial is for an EV, an electric vehicle. Now, I want to ask you, do you know anyone? And if you know one person, do you know, do you know multiple people who are trying to buy, who are really saying, you know what, I really, man, I'd really like to get one of those electric vehicles. I mean, just, I mean, just look at them. They cost more than gas-powered internal combustion engine vehicles. They cost more to charge up than it does for, you know, a tank of gas. It takes a heck of a lot longer and just more money out the door just to own them and operate them. Can't wait to have one. I mean, who out there is trying to get one of these, these electric vehicles? I really don't understand it. I mean, I, I understand that that's where they're trying to push everyone. You know, this is the new thing as far as it goes with, uh, you know, mass transit. But they're trying to push everybody to these electric vehicles. And why? Well, it's in the name of environmentalism. It's in the name of climate change. I mean, let's consider the environmental impact aspect of this whole thing. Have you seen, are you aware of the conditions of this cobalt mining that goes on when it comes to getting the cobalt necessary to manufacture these vehicles? The conditions are horrendous, to put it mildly. You know, they're, they're using the child slave labor down at these cobalt mines to get this cobalt for the vehicles to power them. The environmental aspect of these is awful, but they try to paint it as this, you know, nice, beautiful green thing, when in reality, it's terrible. They honestly make internal combustion gas-powered vehicles look good, but of course, it's the gaslighting aspect of it all. And then, of course, you've got the lithium batteries that have to be used to power these vehicles. These internal components, you know, with all the, with, with the lithium batteries, with the circuitry, with the computer chips and everything that goes along with it, if you get in a minor fender bender in one of these vehicles, there's a much greater probability that they're going to completely total the car because the cost of trying to repair these internal parts of the car is just too much. You get in a little incident on the road and your car's totaled. Whereas if you've got a regular gas-powered vehicle, they're going to you know, fix you up, get whatever it is you need replaced, and you're back on your way. Not so with an EV. You get in a little minor accident, chances are your car's going to be totaled. Nothing about these vehicles makes any sense whatsoever. It's all about the narrative that surrounds them, being they're good for the environment, they're cleaner, they're more efficient, and it's none of the above. They're more expensive, they're more expensive to maintain, they cost more to operate them, you get less miles per charge for what you're actually paying out of pocket than you do for a, you know, a tank of gasoline. It's crazy. But you're going to keep seeing you're going to keep seeing these and this it's you know it's just a it's it's all part of the gaslighting ladies and gentlemen. They're going to keep running these ads, you're going to keep seeing these commercials and you're going to be made to feel like you're some kind of oddball freak for not, you know, 
getting to your nearest EV car distributor to get one of these things for yourself. You've got to trust that intuition. You actually don't want one. You're not making this up. You truly do not want one. But that's where they're trying to push everybody. We'll see how it all goes. Okay, we'll switch gears to the political arena. So RFK Jr., Robert Francis Kennedy Jr. has officially announced his 2024 presidential run. Now, this was noted on this program a few episodes back, um, but he has now made it official. He is running for president on the Democrat ticket for 2024. Now, interesting, interestingly enough, I know you're going to be shocked by this, but the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, has stated there will be no Democrat primary debates for 2024. They're just not going to be any. Now, why would that be the case? Can you imagine? Just picture in your mind's eye for a moment. Can you imagine Joe Biden debating, well, anyone, but Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Yeah, that would sure make for some entertainment now, wouldn't it? There would be circles run around one of those particular candidates by the other. I don't need to tell you who would win that. You know, it's interesting that so many on a particular side of the aisle, their slogan for 2020 was, any functioning adult, 2020. Isn't it ironic whom they chose or who was selected for them? But no debates for the Democrat primary for president. They don't need Joe thinking too much. They don't need Joe speaking too much. They don't need challenging questions posed to their man. And it's interesting, too. This is actually, I I believe it was an NBC poll that just came out. Keep in mind, this is NBC doing the polling. 70%, 70% of Americans, and this is including 51% of Democrats, so the majority of Democrats, do not want Joe Biden running again in 2024. I don't know about you, But those statistics speak for themselves. 70% of all Americans, including 51% of Democrats, the majority of the party, do not want Joe Biden running for president again. So that begs the question, why wouldn't you want to debate? Let's see what else there is to offer here. The vast majority of Americans don't want this current incumbent running again. Let's see what other options we have. Let's see what other avenues are available. You've got this, he's a Kennedy. His dad was Robert Kennedy. His uncle was JFK. Let's see what he's got to offer. Nope, can't have that. Can't have him stating his platform or ideology. That's not going to work. So no debates, ladies and gentlemen. You do not have any options as a Democrat or any American who would potentially be choosing somebody else from the Democrat field for the general election in 2024. You don't have that. Kind of reminds me a lot of the uh, Arizona gubernatorial election that happened last year. No debates there either. Some would say they weren't even necessary compared to, well, we won't get into that. Well, I'm very happy to announce that we have another special guest with us on air today. This is our, uh, our second interview here at Clown World Matrix. And, um, With us today, we have live in studio, America's doctor, the one who led the charge and brought us through the pandemic with valor and gusto. 
Thank you, Dr. Fanthony Tauchi, for taking the time out of your, well, I, I assume you must still be busy in some capacity, uh, schedule to be with us today. Well, thank you for having me on the program, Gabriel. Thank you for all you personally did to help flatten the curve. Yeah, how did that, how did that go? Who came up with the uh, time frame of that lasting for an approximate two weeks? We, uh... We flattened the curve. Uh-huh. Would you say that in hindsight, the reaction that occurred to this virus in early 2020 was correct? Shutting down businesses, shutting down schools, shutting down churches, forbidding family members from attending the funerals of their loved ones, the trillions upon trillions of dollars in economic losses that ensued, the ruining of people's lives. Would you say that in hindsight, the reaction taken was correct? Well, I think it's important that we trusted the science then and we continue to trust the science now. Right. Could you define for me what the science is specifically? It's what the scientists say it is. What about the scientists and licensed medical physicians who happen to disagree with the narrative? Well, if, if they're disagreeing with the science... They probably ought not have medical credentials. Yeah, I, I kind of noticed that. If there is anyone lying up here, Senator, it is you. What are you talking about, Dr. Tauchi? My, my, my apologies. I, I have to give testimony later this afternoon in front of the Senate committee hearing, and I... Uh, I got my, my pre-planned answers confused. My, my apologies. Does uh, Senator Paul happen to be on that committee? No comment. No, no, no comment. Mm-hmm. Okay, question for you. In early 2020, you gave several interviews, one of them being with 60 Minutes, that the wearing of masks provided little benefit to the stopping of the transmissibility of the virus and that many times they could have unintended consequences. You effectively shut down advocating the wearing of them altogether. Then, within just a couple of weeks, you did a complete 180 and stated not only that people ought to be wearing them, but that they had to. What specifically changed within those couple of weeks to cause your change in tone? Well, the, the science, obviously. The science changed. Right. The, the science changed. But what specifically about the fundamental properties of viral infections, as well as those of cloth masks, changed during that time? Dr. Tauchi? You just have to trust the science. The science. It, the science. It sure does cover a lot, does it not? <laughs> well, you told us in the middle of the Trump administration there would absolutely be a global pandemic outbreak during that administration. And wow, you sure did call that one. I mean, am I good or what? I'm, I'm curious, though. Should we be planning for any coincidental and unplanned additional global pandemic outbreaks in the near future, in your astute expert medical opinion, Dr. Tauchi? Well, I, I actually just received notification my ride is here to take me to the airport for my flight to D.C. Ah, what, what timing? Well, 
It's been a pleasure for having me on your program today. Make sure to continue following and trusting the science. Oh, absolutely. Don't want to get crazy and go doing any critical thinking on my own, do I? (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Tauchi, everyone. We appreciate him joining us on Clown World Matrix today. And now, without further ado, this week's Gaslighting of the Week. All right, for this week's Gaslighting of the Week, we have Mr. Justin Trudeau speaking in front of a group of people and making it seem as if he never forced anybody to get jabbed. He never made anyone get inoculated against their will. And he's saying this with a straight face. Ask anyone in Canada what they went through over the past three years. Ask the truckers in Ottawa what they had to go through. Ask the people that lost their jobs what they had to go through. But anyway, this is Mr. Justin Trudeau speaking to a group of people saying that he never, ever forced anyone to get inoculated against their will. The scientists and the medical experts and the researchers, not just in Canada, but around the world, understood that vaccination was going to be the way through this. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. And that's exactly what they did. We got vaccinated to a higher level than just about any other of our peer countries. And that's why we had a less deadly pandemic than most other countries. Now, I see a lot of people nodding along with that. But boy, oh boy, you know the comments section on the live stream right now is exploding with people who are in deep, deep disagreement with everything I just said. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, this week's Gaslighting of the Week segment. Hope you were able to stomach all that from Mr. JT. Well, that's just going to about do it for us this week. I appreciate you joining us for Clown World Matrix this week. Episode 5. Cannot believe we're already here. You joined us for five straight weeks, and we're just going to keep them coming at you week after week, every Wednesday morning. Get that notification. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Clown World Matrix on your favorite podcast provider, whatever that may be. If you happen to be listening on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate you leaving for us a nice, happy review there. Please pass this along to somebody you know that might benefit from it, might find a little bit of entertainment from it. I certainly do appreciate you. Like I said, this show comes at you every single Wednesday morning, and we will be back here with another fresh, packaged, clean, crisp episode of Clown World Matrix next Wednesday. Hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 